I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode four of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. Hi, everybody. So we had a little incident this weekend that prompted us to choose this episode to do next. Incident? That's kind of dramatic. <laughs> it was dramatic. It was good. It was a good one. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw that we had a garage project this weekend. And that meant that we were organizing our garage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a mess. We moved into a relatively new home and we had just a disaster in the garage. Stuff was everywhere. It was like the last place we were going to organize in the house, right? So half the day on Saturday, I got these storage bins and I was putting them together and I'm just sweating and bleeding and mounting them to the wall and just adrenaline's pumping. And then we get them all attached and it's like and, and nance's and, and cc our daughter are actually in the garage for part of this and they're like can we start putting stuff in there yet can we start putting stuff in there yet and i'm like no not yet <laughs> we love organizing we're like the marie Kondo of the home um my daughter and i both um yeah. folding organizing getting rid of stuff yeah yeah <laughs> and uh when when it was done and it was time to take all of this stuff laying around to the garage and figure out how it was going to fit into these cabinets that actually looked kind of small after we got them up there I was like how are we going to put all this in there and that's there's that, an incident that's when things broke down a little bit um we decided to do this episode on personality types because mm. it describes a lot of why we had this issue this weekend. Mm -hmm. A little tiff, we'll call it. Yeah, we butted heads. That, that's right. <laughs> but it wasn't because of ill intent by either of us. It was just related to our own personalities. So we're going to talk about something called DISC, um, D-I-S-C, and each letter stands for something. You may have heard about it in the past if you own a business or if you're part of a team. A lot of companies use it in order to kind of diagnose their employees or who they're working. Diagnose sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Understand their Understand, employees. Understand. Yeah. I'm going to diagnose you yeah, with a D. Yeah. Um, it could be a problem depending <laughs> on who you are. Uh, but this is really about reading the room, right? How do you how do you read other people? And part of it is understanding how they tick and part of their personality, right? And DISC is one of these personality tests, kind of like Myers-Briggs that some of you might be familiar with. Myers-Briggs is great, but the challenge I've ever had with it is that there are 16 variations, just, just different combinations of personality types. And I have difficulty remembering the different types and, and in real time, especially if it's somebody I'm interacting with very briefly and for the first time, it's difficult for me to uh, try to figure out which one they are in real time. So I don't find it as useful. I've done Myers-Briggs three times, mm -hmm. and I still don't remember what I am. Really? I only know that I'm part of the introvert. I just know that you and I have like the exact opposite letter for every letter on Myers-Briggs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> it's much. good. We're like a yin and yang. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, but DISC, uh, it's a personality, it's a test you can take. There's lots of free versions online. And, uh, and Nancy's going to go into what the letters stand for. But it's basically that 
it describes a sliver or a part of a person's personality that can be very useful and easy to remember. And it's been around since the 1940s, uh, and it's derivative of some work, the work by Carl Jung from the 1920s, that, and it really overlaps and rhymes a lot with Myers-Briggs. So it's not totally different than Myers-Briggs, it's just sort of a smaller, simpler sort of personality type. Okay, so when we talk about DISC, it's an acronym, and it's D-I-S-C, and each letter stands for something. So Nance, what are, what are the letters, what do they mean? Okay, well D is, um, it stands for dominant, and these are the people that get things done. Like you want a little bit of D in a leader because it takes things to fruition. Like it gets to the end result. They're very, they're drivers. So it's uh, a classic extreme type in pop culture would be Michael Jordan. I mean, he just, he was known as being a tyrant with his teammates. Remember he that just... show we watched and how he would just tell his teammates like, you didn't do that. You should be doing that. <laughs> like, you know, and he just, but he had such a successful team, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's an extreme version. There's, extreme. there's, you know, it's not always to the level of Michael Jordan, like from the last dance for anybody who's watched that. A lot of people didn't like that. him <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. If you go too far, yeah, it can can be the cup runneth over so okay that's d so what right. about i i um stands for influential so i always look at these people as the social butterflies like they like a lot of people around them they almost um when they engage with people they thrive they generally get along with a lot of people yeah so they work really well in teams and, and bring around a lot of people and uh, an example of that might be dolly parton Right. Who, who doesn't love Dolly Parton? Who doesn't love Dolly Parton? She just seems set, like such a sweet... I want to be friends with her. Who doesn't? <laughs> I think everybody in the whole universe wants to be friends with Dolly. She's so... Yeah, she's so multidimensional, multifaceted, and, and she just seems like a, an interesting, nice person. So, seems like she doesn't have a bad bone in her body. Yeah, and charming. Charming. Yeah. So that's D. That was I. How about S? S means steady. So steady stands for like stable um they are very they, they're people pleasers they're sympathetic it's who you want working for you if you have a big team right because they are the ones that are going to want to make each other happy they're going to want to make you happy they're good listeners mm. good people pleasers mm -hmm. for sure and then uh so an example of that might be tom hanks he plays a lot of characters that would kind of fall into that category where he's just, I don't know, always so just warm and approachable and just sort of a lovable guy, except from like a league of their own. That would be the opposite of that. But uh, but they say that even he as a person mm -hmm. tends to be like this, right? Like he was the one when COVID came first out, like he was the one that was just like, it's going to be okay. Like we're getting through this kind of like the the one that was going to get people yeah, like, okay, Tom says everything's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Right, right. He's the calming force. Okay, so then C. C stands for compliant. And what this basically means, compliant doesn't only mean like I'm compliant with everyone. It means that I'm very detail-oriented. Um, I'm conscientious. I make decisions based on science, and they're very careful and thought out. Um, they also have a very high standards. Yeah, so they, they're people that have to get into the weeds quite a bit. They're, they're definitely the more detailed people. Uh, and a, a pop culture example would be like the Bill Gates type. You know, so just somebody who really, really gets into the, the nitty-gritty of something. Right. 
Yeah. So let's get into practicality because we want to actually use this in the real world, right? Mm -hmm. How, as an engineer, would you use the disk profile in your office? Yeah, so I, I work as a project manager on design and construction projects, like civil construction projects with big yellow yellow machines and all that. And the the funny thing is the S, the steady one, which is more about being a good listener and even-tempered, friendly, sympathetic. I, I hate to say it, but it's kind of useless in my industry a little bit. You don't need any good listeners. <laughs> well, <laughs> not that we don't need them, but... Um, it's really more of like these projects are really difficult. So you need the D's to sort of drive results, but then we need the C's. People are going to get really, really detailed because some of these designs that we work on, you really need people, especially like engineering types, to get down in the weeds right down in there at the ground level to figure out some of these designs down to the inches. Mm -hmm. And so then when we have team meetings, you might have eight or 10 people around the room and you need the C's to be asking all the detailed questions. You want the D's to kind of keep the meeting moving along like chop, chop, chop. But then you need, then the I's are really helpful because they, they kind of create cohesion amongst the team. They give you the spirit of fun and they also kind of act as a balance between the D's who are trying to get out of the meeting in five minutes and the C's who have about 18 things they want to talk about. <laughs> that makes sense. Dentistry for me is a little bit different. So almost exact opposite of engineering because we have patients. So we... wait, dentistry is the opposite of engineering. <laughs> Which is again, <laughs> as we go back to our personalities, we are directly opposite of each other in all. <laughs> Not all, but that, that was good. Sorry, most, I, didn't, I most just, of them. that caught my ear. All right, sorry, dentistry. In dentistry, you want the leaders to be Ds and Cs and you kind of want your staff to be S's, right? Because you need them to listen, you need them to really um, sympathize, empathize with the patients and understand them, have a good relationship with them. That's what dentistry is fixing teeth, but it's also a lot of relationships every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we get really attached to our patients. It's just unless you did one naturally. of those sleep sleep dentistry or those uh, those those dentistry offices where they just they put people under. That would be exactly opposite yeah because <laughs> then you don't need s's because it's just the person's not even talking to you so there. it doesn't even matter <laughs> yes but um, because sedation. it's but because <laughs> it's such a people facing business it's very personal very much so so when we have patients we use it in our office because we want to hire an s mm -hmm. right to work for us but when we are have a patient in our chair we don't get to choose what personality they have of course so mm -hmm. we have to know how they receive information mm -hmm. if we have a d in the chair and my tendency is to be a c that d is going to tune me out within the first couple of seconds. If you just start going into a bunch of detail. Yeah, if I start listing out all the things and this is how decay starts and this is why periodontal disease is bad and this is how it relates to your heart. Yeah. Like they will be so bored out of their minds. So typically with Ds. Well, if I could interject quickly. So <laughs> an easy way to know a C is they're that person that will tell the story that way where they have to tell you every. Like single me. nuance of where it was and oh i usually drive on this road but today i went on this other road <laughs> and that may or may not be relevant to the actual story they will tell you like every nitty-gritty detail of the story this is me before i recognized that disc was so important this was me five years ago yeah yeah so if you have a d in your chair you, mm -hmm. you gotta you have to restrain your c tendencies and right. recognize how right. this person might 
take information. So then how would you present information to a D? I would list everything that I see that's going on, and then I would let them lead the conversation. So I would let them um, talk back with me and ask questions. Sometimes they just don't have any questions, and they're just like, I just want to get it done. Just tell me what I need. I'll get it done. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Others, they'll have some follow-up questions, which is totally fine. They might be like a softer D. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, But then if you have a C in the chair, if you were to just give them the simple basics, hey, you you need a filling on your tooth, and you just say that, how's that oh, going to go? Oh, they'll want they'll want to know how the filling started. What can they do to prevent it? Am I doing something wrong? What kind of toothpaste should I use? Should I use floss? Should I use a water? I mean, they will go into details, and they need they need that to feel comfortable with moving forward. With making a decision about their about their filling about their healthcare. Yep, which yeah. totally makes sense. It's just their personality. So oftentimes, even in our office, if the hygienist or the assistant recognizes it really quickly, they'll say, just so you know, she's a high C Mm -hmm. or he's a D or um, she's a really high I, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever it may be. And it really helps us to make a connection. Yeah. So when it comes to taking in information, D's and C's tend to be pretty easier to pick out as far as just basically like basically like level of detail they is their that is their starting point with uh, I's and S's it's maybe uh, they're kind of more in between and maybe a little bit harder to use in that way um, but when it comes to S's and, and you said most of your staff are S's which is great and a great personality fit for mm-hmm. the type of work you do right how does that work with managing them though it, S's are really hard to manage because they are pleasers and they are sympathetic to each other and to their patients and all of that. But when it comes to something negative, maybe they internalize it. Mm. And so you have to be a very intuitive leader to feel it, like read the room and feel it. And then oftentimes um, we may reach out to that person and say, hey, we noticed that you're just a little bit different. You're not as talkative or you're not as, you know, open about conversation this week as you were last week. Is everything okay? Is everything okay at home? Um, Did anything happen at work? Is there anything I can help with? And um, that is how you create that nice interpersonal relationship with your employees. So are they more likely to be the type that would uh, build up some stuff inside and then eventually just like blow up? type of thing they may or? not even blow up they may quit <laughs> <laughs> because they're so because they're so steady and pleasers that they don't even want to they don't even want the confrontation at all yeah. um no none of ours have done that but um it is it does make a nice connection but um and i don't think that they would blow up and it eventually dissolves but that's mm. not healthy either you yeah. know you want them to get it out and to talk about it yeah you know and that that made me think that maybe the better even the best character that Tom Hanks played that would have been the steady person would have been Mr. Rogers. Mm, mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And that's why Tom Hanks played Mr. Rogers. Totally. Just, you know? Totally. You just want to, I don't know. I see it. It just makes you feel good. So we're talking about reading other people, but I think it's it's also really important to understand yourself and, and how you fall on disc. And people will tend to have uh, different degrees of each letter. It's not like you're going to be all D and no C. It's going to be kind of a kind of a mixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nance, what, what's your disc? So I'm actually a really high C, but oddly, I'm also a really high D. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to have D in you to run a business. Yeah, you have to be a driver. You I mean, do. Like, you're just not going to get things done. You'll think of things, and then they won't come to fruition. 
And like this podcast, like if we weren't D's, we would probably talk about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But would we actually get anything done? I don't know. You know, you need the D to be a driving force. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a little bit of that in them. It's not like you have anybody has zero of it. It's just what to what degree. Right. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I'm a high C. Um, I'm just a couple questions away from having it equal with a D. And then my I um, is at the lowest because I'm an introvert. I am social with individuals, but not super social with with big groups. Um, And then my S is kind of in the middle. And I find that interesting because as a leader, I think it's important to have a little bit of S Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to integrate with your staff and Mm -hmm. your, um, and your team and everybody, you know, like if, especially if you're a people oriented business. Yeah. And anytime you're a leader or manager of people, they're, you need to have some of that. Otherwise people have empathy. People are going to feel like you don't care. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then with the C thing with Nance, yeah, the story thing, like I remember one time in, in particular, she was telling me a story and the way she started the story was like, I got in a car accident and I was, I was driving down the road and I was going down this, it was kind of like how I was talking about the story earlier. And she was going to go five minutes before she told me if she was okay or if the car was okay. So I said, I had to cut her off. I was like, Nance, just, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? Is the car wrecked? Like, just give me that. And then like, tell me the details. So it's like, cause it is going to, you're going to make me agonize for five minutes before By I get the to way, the- this is prior to the five years when I actually utilized disc, just so you know, <laughs> I fixed myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good segue because I'm a very high D and high I equally. So I'm, I'm definitely a driver, take charge sort of personality. I'm also uh, an influencer, influential. So I love being in, in working with people and in teams and creating social connections. I love big parties. Uh, my ideal party is maybe I know like maybe 20, it's like 50 people. And maybe I know like 10 or 20 of them and I can meet the rest of them. That's. And I'm like, I'll find one person and I'll hone in on that person and be like, you look lonely. And then I will go (laughs) over to that person and I will talk for a really long time and like really make a deep connection with that person. And we'll be best friends and we'll exchange information at the end. And you'll also stress about going to this party ahead of time where I'm like, what? It's great. It's a party. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so being a dry dominant driver, it, you know, that's where I, you know, I drive results to make sure things actually go to fruition and, and, and make them happen. Uh, I'm kind of the middle level with C, so I, I can get into the details at times. It's not my strongest tendency. And then the S is where I'm definitely lowest. And, and I think it's, it's a little bit of a weakness that uh, I need to work on is to to even be prompted to think of like, hey, I need to think about so-and-so or whatever, right. or whoever, it, not whatever, but whoever. See, there it is. There it right. is. Right. Oh, my gosh. But it's good that you recognize it, too. Yeah, and we- it's and, and, and this is just about being who you are, all right, but then understanding yourself means that you can understand where your natural tendencies are going to work really well in a situation, or they may need to be managed a little bit. And then likewise, being aware of the people around you, whether it's uh, your spouse, relationships, or or with work, and then recognizing these traits in other people so then you can figure out how to work with them most effectively because just about everything's a people business anymore. It really is. Yeah. 
Let's get back to the garage store really quick. So we just want to sum it up with this. It's kind of funny now that we look back at it. It was not funny at the moment because um, I was like, we are going to end up in a divorce. You keep talking. So, <laughs> so let's be serious. So I'll set the scene really quick. So we had the cabinets installed. All the doors are open. They're empty. And then we got all our stuff laying around the garage. How are we going to put it in there? Where should we put stuff? Where do you want stuff? How did that go? Okay, so Dave starts putting these bins back in just haphazardly. I mean, it's not the biggest on the bottom. It's um, not the color, you know, organized in a rainbow. I mean, it is just putting the bins back in. And I look at them and I'm like, uh, and I start taking them back out. Right? Yeah, so because I put stuff in there and she takes it back out. So um, this is adrenaline working because we're both like on fire, like ready to get it done. And he looks at me and he's like, um, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, I'm taking it back out because we have to like think about this. Yeah. And then Inter-C she put, personality, right? Yeah. And then she put a bin in there, but then the bin was like only a quarter full, but she liked how the bin looked on the shelf. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's like, <laughs> it's like a three quarter empty bin. Let's take the stuff out of the bin and put it on the shelf. So he wants to take out every little thing that is in each bin and then put it on a shelf, which looks really disorganized. And even if you wanted to find it, you wouldn't be able to find it. Mm. So after some time, a couple of minutes of this banter back and forth, he was like, okay, I think I get what you want. Like you want to be able to open up the cabinet and have it look nice. And she I'm wanted, like, yes. She wanted it to look like on, nice on the outside and the inside. That's exactly right. Oh, that is exactly right. Oh, and man. so we made the compromise and I said, okay, how about we make a bin for your tools, a bin for your um, electrical things. And we did that. And I said, what do we use the most often? You can, you know, we can leave those out on the shelf. And he said, okay, we do a lot of paint touch-ups. Okay. And so the paint stayed out and it's in a bin and we compromised and it was fine. Well, and, and I think Back to the adrenaline thing, because I was sweating with power tools and stuff, so I was all keyed up, and my adrenaline's going, and then Nancy's adrenaline started going, and when you are keyed up like that, your personality traits are going to show more unfiltered and just full on, whatever your strength. They're accentuated. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be less filtered. Right, which happens at work too, right? Like when you're fired up and you're stressed out, and you have a big deadline or you have something major going on you do your your strongest personality is going to come out if you're a C you're gonna be like wait a second I have to think for a minute wait um if you're a D you're just gonna be like let's go and you might not think about other people Mm -hmm. you know like these things really really come out strong when you're under stress yeah yeah so it's good to be aware of yeah in summary, we hope you found value in this and that you'll be able to use it in your workplace, in your relationships, in your um, everyday life. So yeah, just uh, having more awareness of, of yourself and how you tick and where that's really good or really maybe not so good or needs to be managed and also that in other people make you more influential in life and in business. It's a great summary. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Middle Aged Wisdom. Mm-hmm.